Welcome back to the campaign of action. Yes, this is part of the Anyone for Second summer campaign of action. Now we're going to do some culture, give you some cultural education here and appropriate some culture for you. So with me is Dave. Say some words, Dave. You're looking confused by my intro because it's glorious. I'm always confused by most things. So this is this is fine, I guess. Good. So this time I've got three films, all basically non-English language. Right, okay, okay. I am intrigued. Because not all films are American. No. No. No, I don't believe you, sir. Yeah, and not all films have white people in. No. I don't believe you, sir. So this time I have three films from three different countries. Okay, three films, three countries, no white people. Okay, this this is boding well. That, that if there's a white person, they are a token white person. Are they a bad guy? Because the white man is evil. Well, that that's that's true regardless of the scenario. <laughs> but I don't know if we actually see any white people at all. Maybe in the background. So I've got three films lined up for you. Now I can either tell you what all three films are, because you know what all three films are. Or I could tell the audience what all three films are. Or we could just start chatting about your conceptions based on this poster right in front of us of the first film. Right. What's um, your preference? How how have we done it previously? So I think with the cigar ones, we just kind of you just kind of threw them at me as and when. So let's just go one at a time. So we'll start with film one. Film one is our longest film. Oh, good lord. How long are we talking here? About two hours twenty. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, no wonder you wanted me up early, so you, so we're here all bloody day. Okay, right. Our first film is from India. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. Our first film is 2011's Singham. Let me give you a bit of detail. Please do. Singham is a Hindi-language action film from a studio known as Reliance Entertainment. It is a remake of a 2010 Tamil film of the same name. So in India, you get two main sort of film productions or languages. You either get a Hindi language or you get a Tamil language. Hindi seems to have a higher budget as best I can ascertain. But it's very much the way I view it is. It's no different, say, to just two different productions um, doing their thing. But quite literally... The Hindi language studios just went and remade a film that was released a year before in Tamil. To which this film earned... Uh, let me have a look. This film I've seen trailers for, and as has everyone, everyone's seen clips of us online and you've never known what this actually is. But to give you an inclination, this film had a budget of 41 core. Now, I won't worry you about translation of box office numbers but if i tell you it made 157 it made okay, basically four yeah. times its budget so if you're using a hollywood rules profit general rule of thumb i think hollywood rules we should probably say i think i've said that a couple of times before is generally makes its budget back and then double it yeah because of marketing costs well it's worth stating that that was its domestic, so in India, that was its domestic box office. Worldwide, it actually generated closer to 410 million calls. Wow. So, really, really popular. Like, the the, the, the marketplace internationally outside America is very different. And a lot of films are very popular. But this film spawned, I believe, three sequels and something known as the Cop Universe. That's how popular... Not only this character is, but the actor. And all the actors in this are just... You would know their faces have been in so many different films. They're just top-notch kind of things. But I'm going to give you a brief synopsis, and then I'm going to ask you just for your initial feelings on the topic, what your expectations are, okay, and what we think okay. is going to occur. This is going to be quite interesting, because my knowledge of Indian cinema is extremely limited. So this might actually be... My first Indian film, I, w I would imagine, okay, quite possibly. So you're literally chucking me in at the deep end here. 
Yeah, well, again, we're doing it on an action one, so there will be action in here. But for comparison, I've watched quite a few Indian language films having visiting countries adjacent to India, to which stuff's broadcast. I've also watched some of my own volition. Not only action ones, I watched full-on singy, dancey type ones, but I've also watched gritty dramas. So one of the best gritty dramas I've watched, I cannot remember the name for it in English or in its native language, but it's essentially it was the story of this father with two daughters and they wanted to become wrestlers. Now, I don't mean like WWF style wrestlers. I mean like proper wrestling, but in the country at that time, no, only men could become wrestlers and no one would wrestle with a female because very sexist, very biased. And this story actually told these two uh, daughters of his father and his father wanted sons, but he trained them in wrestling. They went on to do wrestling, start defeating boys and men, and they actually went on to compete in the Olympics and, and actually won like medals and that. And it was like, wow, this is, I'm watching it. None of it's in English. And I'm like, this is amazing. Anyway, singing, our synopsis here, two sentences. A truly honest police officer is transferred to a town controlled by a gangster he has humiliated. The gangster believes he can use good power to bring down this officer who made him look foolish and weak. So yes, even the synopsis is in broken English. That, that's so vague. <laughs> that is so vague. That could literally be anything. Oh, yes. He gets moved. He's an honest cop. He gets moved to another town, and then someone he's arrested made him look foolish, so the other guy's going to make him look foolish. Yeah. that That's like, wow, uh, sure. <laughs> okay, okay, right. So what are your expectations for the film? Generally speaking, I tend to associate Indian cinema with, like, Bollywood, so yeah, I would expect a singer and a and a song piece in there. The thing is, right, everything I've ever seen online of, like, Indian cinema is all of the rip-offs and stuff from, like, the early 70s and the 80s. So I'm kind of expecting that, but I think it's going to have a budget behind it. And it's just going to be absolutely ridiculous and stupid. You won't be far off of that that kind of impression. Good. But, but Good. the things I think to look out for is how bright and vibrant it is. How you have you have a love of Zack Snyder slow-mo, don't you? You just think that's one of the best cinematic things going. Oh, no. No, it's not for the slow-mo, is it? Is this going to be one of those films where the runtime is 2 hours 20, but actually the runtime's actually only 90 minutes because there's an hour of slow-mo? Is this really going to fuck me off? The slow-mo, there is a lot of it. But the best thing about the slow-mo in this, it doesn't just do it from one angle. It's like multi-cut slow-mo. Oh, God. <laughs> one of the key things, I would almost say this is a superhero film. And I'm just just the reaction on your face was all I wanted there. And I'm just going to let that... I, that okay, play. so hold on. When was this? 2011? Yes. So this is pre-Avengers... That international market at the time didn't ever flying monkeys about Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. I'm just trying to think what else would have been out around the time to make comparisons to, but actually, there really wasn't a lot at the time, was there? I mean, you had the Raimi Spider-Man films like 10 years previous you, you and can, what have you. So the but... one thing we're going to cover is that you cannot compare... Indian cinema, be it Tamil or Hindi, against any other market in the world. They basically, firstly, don't give a flying fuck that's going on elsewhere. They don't mind ripping off stuff, but also they go, have you ever watched a um, Indian, Hindi or Tamil TV show, a drama? They make East EastEnders at like Oscar-winning performances. It's full-on like someone will go oh you said this to my wife and it will like slap him and then slap him and then slap him and then slap him <laughs> like seven times and then it'll do cuts around all 20 members of the family there going zooming in on their face for the shock on horror 
and it's got like dramatic music and camera spins and fades it's like the most brilliant of stuff it is so ludicrous what i have seen of it online and even like briefly flicking through tv channels and stuff it's very big it's very lavish and it's very very extravagant and over the top and i think an action film it's gonna be ridiculous so i expect him to fly i'm expecting him to punch people and they go flying in the air does that not happen when you do that in real life? Well, obviously, no. Unfortunately, not. No. I'm kind of expecting really over-the-top, just bombastic and just stupid. The kind of thing where I'll go, this is great, this is just stupid, but it's fucking great. That is what I'm hoping you're going to find with this. Okay, okay. All right, I think I'm... I think I'm I think I'm ready for this weird and wonderful experience. Well on that note, see you on the other side. just experienced Singham. All two hours and 20 minutes of Singham. <laughs> like I said, it's the longest of the three films we're watching in this session. How did you find it? That was absolutely fucking lunacy, which took a very dark turn at the end, which completely <laughs> threw me for a, for a rope. Um, yeah, I really, really like that. Considering that's like the very first Indian film I've seen from start to finish, and I wasn't really knowing kind of what to expect. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. They did have several song and dance numbers, which was just wonderful. And then I think I said to you about about 20 minutes in or so oh they'll have an intermission won't they and you went no they don't do that do they and I said yeah they do and then what do you know we got about an hour or five minutes into it what came up an intermission intermission but yeah that was absolute lunacy and I don't really know where to start to be honest I genuinely don't have a clue camera work so that's got the strangest oddest camera work known to man now I don't know if it's because a lot of it is just stuff used traditionally in Indian cinema anyway but to me for someone who is very used to watching western cinema it's really jarring I mean the start of it as kind of like a setup to the whole film is extremely neo-noir and very noir-esque so you've kind of got the sepia tone over the top kind of visual palette but then as well you've got all the twisted encanted like camera angles as well kind of how the shots are lined up which was really nice I was like oh actually that's really quite visually interesting and as well, for some of the action scenes, I think it's one of the very first action stream scenes, it's really hard to describe without obviously you seeing it because it's uh, it's an audio medium. But kind of, they kind of do like a really weird in-out, in-out, in-out motion, but kind of rapidly, kind of a small zoom and then a small zoom out repeatedly, kind of during the first fight with Detective... Well, it's Inspector Singham, isn't it? He's not a detective. He's an Inspector Singham. 
sing hum. Um, <laughs> yeah, so kind of you've got that as well, and the the sound design as well is it's so good. Like the music is on point, the the foley and the artistry behind that as well is great. Like it, you've got some stereotypical sounds in there, specifically when. Inspector Singham takes his belt off to whip people with, which is a sentence I didn't think I'd be saying today. But when he's whipping people, it sounds great and it's visceral. And yeah, I think it's a bit long, but then if Indian cinema is genuinely quite long anyway, I think I think the problem is is that coming in from with Western eyes and western sensibilities it's all going to be a bit alien and a bit foreign to me anyway well i thought it was a bit long the pacing seemed a bit off because the first hour is literally you have the introduction to the a plot you then do about 45 minutes of the b plot couple musical numbers couple of musical numbers and then they suddenly realized oh no hang on wait a minute we've actually got the a plot here and then it cuts to intermission which we didn't take. We we just kept going with it. And then you get into Act 2. Where he's then transferred to the city and yeah, the film actually starts. The where the film starts, yeah. And then kind of you've got the plot drive behind it. And I mean, aside from that, I can't really fault with the performances. They're really strong. Shout out, I don't know the guy, the actor's name. I'm, I apologise profusely. But the guy who plays... Uh, is it Jai Cat? Jai Krat? Shikri? Jai, Jai Cat Shikri? What, the main baddie? Yeah. Yeah. He, Prakash Raj. Yeah, he's fucking great, isn't he? He's, he knows what he's in. And he is playing it up. He is so evil and so villainous, kind of moustache-twirling villain. He is so good. Like you said part way through the film, like, oh, he'd never played a bad guy before, but after that, everybody went to him to play a bad guy, and that kind of shows how how good he is in that role, in that others want him to kind of replicate the performance that he put in 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 a sing hum. I keep singing sing hum. I'm gonna explain it now. Basically every time Inspector Singham appears on screen. He has his own theme tune. Yeah, and he does something cool. It's like, yeah, he has his own theme tune. Singham. It's like, the only thing I can compare it to is Black Dynamite, where any time Black Dynamite does anything on screen, it goes, Dynamite! Dynamite! <laughs> no, um, say it's the typical runtime for a film of this nature. It pretty much follows the pattern that most others do. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it, like, the stupid action, like say at the start where he slaps someone on the back of the head, they hit, they fall forward, hit the floor, bounce, <laughs> yes. flip in the air, then land on their back in <laughs> yeah. pain. Kind of gives you the tone for um, the action sequences. Plus, where they're like, "Well, you won't hit me because you're a police officer." He takes off his shirt, takes off his belt, and his whips him with his belt. Yes, <laughs> just as punishment, just to just to humiliate them. I'm like, no, it's brilliant. Um, do you know what actually the choreography for for it is is pretty good. I wasn't really knowing what to expect, to be brutally honest. Because like I say, coming in with with the predominantly Western Western influences, to then go into this and seeing all the choreography of all of the um, kind of the fight sequences, I thought. They're very flamboyant, which is kind of what I expected given with kind of the Indian traditions of obviously the singing and the dancing with the whole Bollywood. And I know it's not a Bollywood film, but you can't help but make that that reference in comparison. For me, an ignorant white man who lives in the West. Yeah. I did like at the end as well, during the, the credits, you actually got behind the scenes of them shooting a lot of the stunts and the action scenes and seeing all the wire work oh my god the wire work was absolutely just well did you know some of one of the final action scenes actually is just ripped straight out of red 
where he does a handbrake turn in the car and steps out of it. Yeah, I've seen that in a lot of things. I just don't I don't know where it originated from. The first time I saw it was Bruce Willis in Red, where he, he handbrake turns a car, steps out and unloads a clip into... Yeah, that would have been the year before, wouldn't it? I would have thought 2009, 2010, I seem to recall. To give you an indication as to how popular this film was, it spawned a cop universe. So this film had four immediate movie sequels. Jesus Christ. You had Singham Returns, Simba, Surya, Vanashi, and Singham Again. It had three different animated series, one of which is still carrying on. Little Singham, Smashing Simba, and Baby Little Singham. It also had a web TV series called Indian Police Force. Two video right. games. Right. Five different soundtracks released. We should try and find the video games. <laughs> it really did spawn quite well. And in terms of, do you recall at the start where the bad guy was doing a piece to media outlets going, oh, yes, what if I was really in charge? You know, I'd have actress Karina Kapoor in. Yes. She stars Yeah, she'd in, be the Prime Minister. Yeah. She stars in the sequel. Of course she does. So, <laughs> um, no, honestly... I found it very entertaining, stupid action, some good catchy music, a couple of dance numbers. What more do I want? It's got something for the whole family. Yeah, again, it's kind of hard to describe because we we are like an, an audio medium, but... It's funny, it's serious in a tongue-in-cheek way. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I kind of knew that it's going to be big and it's going to be bombastic based off of stereotypes and notions of Indian cinema, which it was, but then it had the smaller kind of intimate moments, which were really nice, and the humour was really kind of off-kilter and over-the-top. It's the kind of... Do you know what? It's the kind of humour you would get in, like, a family film, in a Western film, because there's, like, one joke is basically how... They're at the start of the film. They're they're called to prayer, aren't they? And then the businessman who lives in the city has come back home, and, he's and his phone just keeps going off, yeah. and he's making deals. And they're going, "Oh, did you bring us here to pray, or did you bring us here to watch you make your private phone calls in in public?" Yeah. And then I I do think though that some of it is lost in translation, unfortunately, because they kept calling him Gotcha, Gotcha, and I think I said to you. I said, we're missing something there. That's yeah. got to be a gag I, of some sort. I, I googled it, and it and it kind of sounds... Uh, it's a translation of, like, marbles, and I'd assume that must be a popular kids thing, perhaps. There's clearly some way where it's yeah. derogatory, but if family members are calling it, it's like a tongue-in-cheek kind of... Yeah. Oh, you're a bit of a, a plonker kind of person. Yeah. Meta score is challenging on this one Ooh. because there's only two critic reviews. There's only so, two critical reviews. So there isn't. So I'm going to say 50. It hasn't generated a number. Oh, it hasn't. Okay. But okay. if I was to tell you, the New York Times gave it a 60 and the okay. Los Angeles Times gave it a 70. Okay. So not bad. It would depend on. I think the thing for me with those two reviews would be that. Are the reviewers people who watch this kind of cinema and actually know what they're talking about? Well, New York Times, to give you the the sort of initial couple sentences, Bollywood movies are urban tales for urban audiences. What feels most backward glancing about Singham is 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 that it's uncomplicated, even cartoonish insistence on the benefits of village soil over city dirt cultivating um, bedrock Indian values. So again, in the film, Singham talks about being strong because he's a villager and he worked in a field and, and that, and city people are weak because they're they're not real workers and they just talk bollocks. So, whereas the Los Angeles Times just said, it's um, Singham is as boldly overwrought as an early silent melodrama and its comics relief is extremely broad. Yeah, that, that yeah, I, that's fair. I mean, like I said before, it's the kind of thing that you would get in a family film, like in a in a Western family film. Like it's kind of broad and it's over the top. Yeah, 
I think the other thing as well that we kind of can't really... Well, the one thing I do want to make a comment about is how the tone just completely shifts at the end of the film. Which is so jarring. Like, you've got all the way through the film, like two-thirds of the way of the film, you've kind of got this... Uh, this rivalry between these these two main characters and stuff and kind of the res without trying to spoil it how they resolve that to me is it seems really really dark and totally inconsistent with the rest of the film because it's kind of gone from one extreme to the other and it's like kind of get that he's a he's a he's a good cop he's got good morals and sing hum and all that sort of shit but kind of to have that sort of ending it's really mm, i don't know i don't know if later sequels go on to address it or whether it's just literally never spoken about again i don't know but it's there's only one way to find out yeah <laughs> i know i know but I've got a user score. Okay. Based on nine reviews. Good. So user scores are out of ten. Where's this from? Metacritic. Metacritic, okay. One other gander. Um, I'd, I'd probably say about like a 7.5, an yeah. 8. 7.3 yeah. they've gave it, so you're pretty on the money there. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Yeah, so on that, I think we're ready now for a little bit of something different. Sure, sure, okay. What's up next is film two, where we're going to go more martial arts, but equally over the top. Right. But keeping about the same amount of humour. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I'm very confused, but sure. Our next film, so we've been to India, so our next film, we're actually going to do a little trip bit further east and okay we're, we're going to swap to 2004's kung fu hustle oh good lord i really like this film okay good good directed by stephen chow i who, know that name he also wrote it and stars she started in it. it as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't he do Shaolin Soccer? I've never seen it, but I've seen the trailers for it. I was tempted to bring Shaolin Soccer for you to watch, but the soccer aspect of it's like 15 to 20 minutes towards the end. It's not the whole film. If the whole film was just 90-minute football match... A bit like The Longest Yard. Yeah, then it probably would have been yeah. better. But I like Kung Fu Hustle for various reasons based on the martial arts good, but it does sort of a, a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing around everybody wanting to join gangs and be hard. So it's set in China's 1940s, and a wannabe gangster aspires to join the notorious Axe Gang, while residents of a housing complex exhibit extraordinary powers defending their turf. So again, it's about the early days where People are forming gangs, taking over, being rough and that. So it's very much the prime kind of era to set a martial arts spectacle. But you don't really get guns, and it's all just down to fighting. Are they called the Axe Gang because they use axes? Yeah, little hatchets. Oh, good. Just like the Crazy 88. Essentially, yeah. Um, good. I'm kind of like, I wanted to bring you to this because it's... Not obvious. A lot of people go, well, what's a good action, comedy, martial arts film? You're going to name a Jackie Chan film. Nine times out of ten, people would go for a Jackie Chan because it's so... He's so accessible. He, Especially now that he does... Now that he's working in Western cinema and you can pull out, like, something like Tuxedo or, you know, or something like that. It's just so accessible and so easy. That is why I wanted to bring you to this. So it's a Hong Kong production, also filmed okay. in China. Okay. Um, the language is, depending which version we've got, it's either in Cantonese or Mandarin. So we'll obviously be watching it subbed anyway. So uh, Yeah, I believe there is a dubbed version available, but, but one does not watch dubs. No, fair. No disrespect if you do watch dubs, but not not for us. Thank you very much. With you. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so I'd like to say that the um, stunt coordinator for this is Yu Woom Ping. That name rings a bell. Why Crouching do I know that Crouching Tiger, name? Hidden Dragon. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So we're going to get some good stunt work then, at least. Yes, we are. So cool. that's kind of why another reason why I want to go this way. Um, okay. Okay. Also, obviously, if for Western audiences, the Matrix. Oh, did he do the Matrix? Did he? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's why I know the name then. Possibly. So to give you an indication of how popular this one is, budget of twenty million US dollars. Yep. Box office one hundred and four million US dollars. Wow. So. Five times, Five times its, its budget. Wow. And again, that's just American numbers. I don't know what worldwide stats are. I'll see if I can suss them out somewhere. But this is a very good film and it holds up on repeat viewings. Now, I don't think... I think I've seen it, but I saw it years and years and years ago, if I even watched it. I definitely know I had it on DVD, but I don't know if I ever watched it. Well, so apparently a lot of film award things do best foreign language film. Uh, it was nominated for a BAFTA for non-English film. So basically all of these were for, are for foreign language films. So it won a Boston Society Film Award, a Film Critics Association Award, a Chicago Film Critics Award, Florida Film Critics Award, nominated for a Golden Globe. It won Best Director, Best Film, Best Makeup, Best Supporting Actress, Best Visual Effects at the Golden Golden Horse Awards, nominated for Best Choreography, Best Art Direction, Best Editing, Best Sound Effects, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, it won Action, Film, Picture, Sound, Supporting, Visual Effects in the Hong Kong Film Awards. It won Hong Kong Films Critics Society Awards, nominated for 100 Flower Awards, uh, nominated for Motion Picture Sound Editor Awards. But did it win? Awards. But did it win the Nickelodeon Teen Choice Award? That's what it, we really want to know. It does not specify that. Well, that's shit, and you need to find that out for me, please. Uh, <laughs> this very much sort of did stupidly well. Yeah, yeah. But you go, well, it made only 100 million. Like most American films start with a budget of that. So again, we're going to go into this and go, this had a budget of $20 million and you're going to be like, wow, this looks good. Okay, okay. I think I'm, I think I'm pretty much there. I think I'm, I'm ready for some hustling of the Kung Fu variety. So before we go into it, you referenced, you've seen it before, anything you're going to be looking out for specifically for a China slash Hong Kong production? Any tropes or things you, you reckon will occur? I think you're going to be looking at the choreography is going to be pretty much on point. I think you're going to have more environmental fights, possibly, because I know a lot of Hong Kong cinema does tend to use kind of equipment and the surroundings to its advantage. And I think possibly as well, I think it's probably going to have like a bit of goofball humour in it, because they do tend to do humour, but it's more modern stuff tends to be really stupid and really kind of, like I say, goofball as a really sort of vague term, which I think is not a bad shout. But I'd, I'd love to be proved wrong, to be fair. Okay. Right. Let's get hustling. Stephen Chow, Kung Fu Hustle. completed yes and for what you stayed awake for <laughs> how, how did you find it uh, as as frequent listeners will know dave can't stay awake for more than five hours 
Yeah, no, that is true. That is true. Um, I really liked that. It turns out I hadn't seen it, and the only thing I remembered was the chain-smoking landlady. And I think possibly towards the end, when he turns into a frog, which out of context sounds completely mad and bonkers. Toad style. <laughs> um, yeah, it turns out I'd seen that bit, but I hadn't seen the rest of it. What I, I did enjoy it, though. Um, Why did you fall asleep then? Again, it reached the five-hour peak maximum period. I went, I need a reset now. Evidently. Yeah, and I blame Podcat, wherever he's gone, for waking me up at stupid o'clock this morning. But, yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Choreography, as we said, spot on. The the humour was stupid. It wasn't goofball humour like character-based humour as I thought it was going to be. It was like watching... Singer. <laughs> no, it was like watching a live-action like Tom and Jerry or a Looney Tunes. It's definitely Looney Tunes inspired when, when they were chasing each other down the road. Yeah, absolutely. There was definitely Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote there kind of running with the legs spinning around in circles and and such like so can kind of see that obviously really wearing its influences on its sleeve like i say you can kind of see as well where people have seen this film and they have basically ripped it off so there's like certain shots and certain things that that like happened in that film that people have like ripped off and lovingly homaged and i dare say it's gone the other way as well so I mean, I referenced the uh, the Crazy 88 before. That was definitely an influence on that. I can't remember if Kill Bill was before or after. Kill Bill was before. Well, you, at the end, you had, in terms of references, you had in Fight All of the Black Suits, Very Matrix, Reloaded, Revolutions. Well, it's the same choreographer, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think there was a lot of sort of similar shots that were later utilised well, for, for that. There are so many references throughout to other sort of older martial arts films. Pretty much all of the the existing kung fu masters of storied history of playing in these types of films. So they're all um, well renowned. For example, the guy that played the Beast come out of 15 years of retirement to play the Beast. He he was a big star in the 1970s. Oh really? Um, oh. Okay. Got out of popularity, went into business just become a businessman and then Stephen Child approached him and went, I loved your movies in the series, would you do this? And he's like, yeah, alright. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I mean, I can't argue with that. Even he had quite a presence on the screen with like Stephen Chow. He, he's definitely got the build and the physique for it. Yeah, definitely. Any other standout moments to you? Like, we hit some of the stereotypes for, for Hong Kong cinema um, say in period times where many of the characters can fly well that's kind of standard Wu, Wu Chi isn't it to be honest it's very influenced by that kind of cinema and people flying everywhere and leaping and you know lots of wire work and lots of again I think the other thing I said as well was kind of environmental based combat as well so it wasn't I think I think you said towards the end additional choreography by was by Samu Hungright and he was quite well known as well for doing that kind of fight style and choreography using the the environment and such like to your advantage, much like Jackie Chan does and obviously they're kind of very similar in style. And a lot of modern films kind of take on that modern western films I should say take on that mantle now and they do that where it really kind of originated in kind of this this eastern cinema so do you reckon that O'Malley was inspired by this to have the dueling music battle Scott Pilgrim ooh yeah possibly quite possibly yeah with them the heart players yeah yeah it wouldn't surprise me actually to be to be brutally honest 
that is also another very standout scene. Well, the, I noticed you were snoring through. <laughs> it was a good scene, though. It was a very, very good scene. But it was, um, it was certainly more different. Um, I wouldn't call it more grounded than Singham. But no, because I spent a lot of the time in the air. Yeah, they did spend a lot of time leaping about. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really too much else I can say about that. I really dug that, and I hadn't seen it where I thought I had before. Um, yeah, it's definitely one that I will probably try and seek out to watch again. I'm kind of curious about Shaolin Soccer now, if that's where he made... I did see it at the start, actually, which made me laugh. Where he goes, oh, you still playing football? And then he, he squashes the ball under his foot, which I'm assuming is a reference to, to that. Shaolin Soccer's pretty good, but I do prefer this to it. And the CG, the CG as well hasn't aged badly. It's because it, it was done in a cartoony style yeah, rather than trying adds, to look real. It adds to the, the kind of Looney Tunes nature of it, you know. It looks a bit ropey in places, but again, as a stylistic choice, that that completely works for me, given that you've got this landlady who runs so fast and the literal toad style where he turns into a toad and that that works for me that's that's how you do it properly unlike the flash who fucking yeah less said about that the better but that is how you do that stylistically and make it work okay then this film does have a meta score mm. based on 38 critic reviews okay what do you reckon the number is out of 100 now, I remember people absolutely ranting and raving about it at the time when it came out. Mm, I'm going to say about... 84. Not far off, at 78. 78? Oh, really? Okay. The Chicago Tribune. Charles' savagely funny cinematic love letter places Hong Kong legends Yawa Lee Si-Lung and former Bond girl Young Kui in well-cast pivotal roles, establishing Kung Fu Hustle not only as an endearing homage or homage to a genre's history, but an astonishing piece of cinema in its own right. So then, do you want to have a gander at user scores? User scores is going to be high. Indeed they are. There are 312 reviews. Yeah. 8.5. Yeah, that's where about I sat. Which gives it the rating of universal acclaim. Yeah. Excellent. So, so far, our little tra- trip around the world's going pretty good. I would say so. I haven't, yeah. I haven't dropped you any any stingers. And you'll notice that I'm actually... Until now. Saying, let's watch good films. I haven't gone, here's this film from Hong Kong or... <laughs> or or somewhere which is actually like a two out of ten and is like one of the worst movies going. You know, here's this is... Italian B movie that's absolutely terrible. Hook and tease. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely doing this all wrong, ain't I? Maybe, maybe not. I, I honestly, I don't know. Where, where, where's the final stop on the cultural appropriation tour? <laughs> We're going to stop off in Indonesia. Indonesia, okay, okay, yeah. They seem like cool people. Yeah, pretty cool people. And we're and we're moving forward again in the years. Now this time, we're back to 2011, same year as Singham. Okay, okay, so we've not gone too far. Okay, alright. And we are going to be watching The Raid, also known as Raid Redemption in certain territories. Is that the original one or the second one? The first one. I've seen this one. <laughs> I like this one. This one is really good. It is. I saw this at the cinema with you on a on a special um, screening, I want to say. So yeah. Then, this is kind of like a, a follow-up to Marantau, which was sort of the first... Um, from Gareth Evans and Eco UIs. Um, but I much prefer this as 
just the way to go in that in terms of hybrid of like octane violence mixed with great martial arts but yeah very much came out before dread even though it was wrote and filmed after dread due to dread deciding to go you know what this needs 3d post conversion yeah yeah i I forgot about that yeah so this is our lowest budget film of the three with a total budget of 1.1 million dollars wow really it was made for that much yep jesus um, its total box office in was only nine million, but it had really limited screening. I was gonna say we only saw it because it was a one-off, like cinema card viewing. However, this film has received. I imagine it's pretty well critically acclaimed. Yeah, so many different awards and nominated for so many others. Spawned okay. um, a sequel, and the actor has gone on to star in quite a bit. And a remake, which is supposed to be coming at some point, but God knows when. Well, we don't care about that. We had the American remake. It's called Dread. 50 years in the ISO cube. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually excited. I haven't seen this since since that night we saw it at the cinema. I haven't seen it since then, so I'm actually quite excited. Yeah, it's like we're kind of now dropped all pretense of humour. And now we're just going straight in for violence. Love a little bit of the old ultra-violence. To the highest degree. But the most interesting thing about this Indonesian film, but the director's Welsh. Yeah, I think it's like he's come out and said it was like a love letter to all of like the stuff that he'd kind of watched when he was growing up and such. So obviously he wanted, when he was going to do it, he was going to do it right. He hired appropriate actors for the setting and and the place and such like, so fair play to him. It's there's not too much more to say than this other than it's a bloody good film. It's ridiculously violent. Has lots of great Hasn't martial it arts. got um the eighties bodyguard in it? Am I right in thinking? Eighties bodyguard. Yeah, the really famous bodyguard um eighties action star he was in every single 80s action star and he was always the bodyguard so al al young how is it no he wasn't a bodyguard no he's not in this no okay i'm getting confused then um you're in the wrong country i'm afraid yeah i think so yeah there's a documentary about him called the 80s bodyguard is that though. what it's actually called? yeah it's literally what it's called oh, okay. yeah i'm sure it is but um yeah, oh, oh, I'm excited for this. <laughs> you know, we we can't go, we can't can't. Come this See, way. Look, even podcast cat wants to get in on the ultra violence. Yeah, sorry, he was just wandered in and went. I'm going on the window. I'm getting some sun. Um, violence, I crave it. <laughs> He's excited. I can tell. Cool. Right, on that note, I reckon we should just jump right into this. Yep. Um, I believe this film is about the same length or slightly shorter than Kung Fu Hustle. Cool, I can do that. Are you sure? Right. Well, I'm probably going to get some food shortly, so I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> See you on the other side once Sorry. we've been redeemed. Exploding heads, visceral and intense. Gory action. Outrageous and intense. Like insane martial arts. Horribly gruesome. Extremely violent. It's pretty brutal, it's pretty intense, and it's worth watch. Hardcore. It's totally hardcore. It's a, a mission. These guys go on a mission inside a building to, to uh, take out an underworld. Head dude. They've got to work their way to the top, but uh, a lot of things get in the way. They get to the sixth level, they get stuck, and they got to fight their way out. And just going to a hornet's nest just ends up being crazy. Yeah, I like the music and um, the cinematography in there. That was really cool. It's an Indonesian martial art called Silat, and a lot of it uses knives, so the script worked quite well when they wrote a lot of knives into it. That's definitely one for the guys. I'd leave the girlfriend at home for this one. It was very, very gruesome, and yeah, I'm probably going to have nightmares tonight. It just felt like. Uh, uh, the best bits from Mortal Kombat, really. Anyone who likes martial art films, anyone who likes Umbak or any, you know, you respect the genre and it's action. It's one of the best action films this year, I guess.
We are redeemed. We have been redeemed by raiding and pillaging all of the bad guys in the tower block known as... Well, no, bad I, tower. I think there's three guys left. Two guys on the gate and the boss guy that let them out. But... Same difference, same difference. Total body count, 121. To who? Just deaths. Just just the whole film in general? Yeah. 100, that's a pretty high body count. Not even like... The slasher films sort of get into that territory per film. Unless you're Jason Voorhees and you're in a... And it's Freddy versus Jason... And you're just killing everyone at the start of the film while you're on fire for a rave. Matt's looking because he can't remember. But it's well, no, even then, I don't think he gets past twenty. <laughs> he's he's slacking. Them's his rookie numbers. He needs to pump them numbers up. I think his total kill count somewhere in the hundreds when you factor in all these films. But but for a single film, no. For a single film, nowhere near close enough. Um, well, I enjoyed it. Well, that was as awesome as I remember it to be. Bear in mind, I haven't seen that since that night at the cinema where we went. That that I love the choreography. I love the cinematography as well. Kind of, it makes you feel so claustrophobic and enclosed in. And with the fights as well, they're so visceral and brutal. They're filmed in such a way where you feel... Every impact, every blow. There was a good few times actually where I think they did a couple of moves. I, I winced and was like, "Ooh, ooh!" Which is always, you know, I think for an um, action film or a, or a martial arts film, I think that's always a a good reaction to have. To be fair, would would you not agree? Oh, absolutely. As would Empire. Remember the first time with Hard Boiled. Die hard. This is how it's done. A clean, hard, constant hit of adrenaline. Yeah. It's not the best action film of the year. We'll eat a fridge. (laughs) I understood that reference. Hmm. I think when I come out of seeing it originally, I think I said it was easily the best action film in the... Well, it was 2011 it came out, correct? Yeah, it was easily the best action film of 10-15 years or so and I still stand by that nothing I've seen since that has come anywhere close for sheer impact and brutality and like you you forget how much kind of skill there is in choreographing something like that like I said with the cinematography there is some really really long shots of just fighting and you can only imagine how much that would have actually killed like the actors to do take after take just to make sure they get it right especially when you think about something like Mortal Kombat like the original Mortal Kombat film because Willie Slinger Anderson didn't know what he was doing he was doing it all in one takes until someone told him oh no actually you know you can do cut 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 yeah you know, to even get a long shot like like the one seen in the raid must have been such a headache as well, just for kind of blocking and making sure the camera moves in a certain way and just make sure it all goes according to plan. Absolutely, it's one of those where choreography is rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. Yeah. I'd hate to think what that's like to do in terms of a relatively low budget production. I don't know what the actors took home in pay. Imagine just spending three, four months just learning one fight scene and memorizing it. Yep. And then doing it and then the film camera operator going, Yeah, I didn't quite get that or we need to do a different take and you'd be like, Not again <laughs> Um, to give you a comparison, Roger Ebert didn't like this film and this would have been one of the last films he would have yeah, that was going to be my next question, actually, but yeah. This film is about violence. All violence. Wall-to-wall violence. Against many of those walls, heads are pounded again and again <laughs> into a pulpy mess. If I estimate the film had ten minutes of dialogue, that would be generous. Oh, I don't know. I think there's at least 
15, 20. <laughs> I'd be like, Roger, you had me at this is about violence. Yeah, I mean, you, that's... you, didn't, you didn't need to keep selling it. <laughs> that's like trying to sell me on a new on a new horror film. It's just violence, just wall to wall violence. It's like, yeah, I'm in. Shut up. Stop selling it to me. Come on, man. Absolutely no. It is um, genuinely superb. Like if you've if you've never seen the raid. You need to see the raid. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, genuinely, it is one of the best films of the last, one of the best action films of the last twenty years. It is astonishing how good it is. Would you like to have a guess at the meta score? Thirty-one critic reviews. Thirty-one critic reviews. Now, are they going to be really snobby and say, oh, like Roger Ebert, and just get, oh, it's all violence, there's nothing there, there's no substance? Or are they actually going to praise it on a technical... So Roger Ebert gave it 25, but Empire, who I also read out, gave it 100. That's the thing, is you will get snobby critics who go like, there's nothing here, it's just violence, there's just no story, there's no drama. But then other ones you've got, well, actually, this is really technical feat of skill just to put together and to have it look as good as it does. Um, I'm going to say Metascore, yeah? Not Rotten Tomatoes, Metascore. Uh, Metascore is going to be about 87. It's going to be high, but I don't think it's going to be that high. It's only 73. Really? It, it's, 73 it's worth saying that 26 of the reviews were positive three were mixed and two were negative yeah which is enough to drag it down because it's an actual aggregate score not rotten tomatoes where it's over three out of five or like six out of ten or whatever where it's just yeah that's a good review fucking broken rotten tomatoes is broken <laughs> I think, based on reading the reviews, the people that didn't like this just don't like martial arts. That wouldn't surprise me, to be fair. Martial arts is one of those things where you can give it or take. When it's done well, it's done really well. And if all you've seen is bad martial arts, then you're going to hate anything else, pretty much. it's There's no in-between. That, that's the thing. Uh, it's like, in terms of user scores, of uh, which there are 396, the overall score is 8.1. But literally, the the only negative review, which was a zero, just went, mindless violence for mindless chop sake freaks, which is obviously a bit racist, but basically going, that's just, I don't like martial arts. And also, is dubbed into flat English. Well, why the fuck would you watch the dubbed version? <laughs> Like, come on now. Again, there is a whole thing for for dubs versus subs. Obviously, accessibility options and such is great. But for me personally, you always go for subs just because... That's the correct and only way to do it. (laughs) Well, you get the the actor's original intent and such. Because when you're reading it in your head, I don't know if you do it, when when you read subtitles in your head, you, you hear it as it's like set out but when you read it you read it the exact same way do you get what i mean no could you explain that (laughs) so when the actor does a line on screen but they're speaking it in their native tongue when you read the subtitle you'll hear it in the same tone of voice and the same way they've done it that's what i mean yeah i don't read it and hear morgan freeman no 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 but you know what i mean as opposed to a dub where it's a voice actor's um, interpretation of that line which might be completely different to the native language yeah like they may emphasize different words yeah which gives it different meaning compared to the original so the unwritten word is the better way of going about it or it's just learn old... the fucking language <laughs> It's like that old um, saying with the punctuation. You always add the comma because it's either let's eat grandma or it's let's eat grandma. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah, it's all about different enunciations and different interpretations and such like. Oh, definitely. So 
to conclude, yes. our conclusion concluding, how do you find our little worldwide trip of action? Have your horizons been broadened? I, I think so. I'm genuinely surprised at actually how different part of how different parts of the world interpret action you've got India who are more over the top and bombastic but while still maintaining that feel good vibe where they have a song and a dance about it you've then got Hong Kong who are they're, they're very showy in their martial arts but they still have that bit of humour to it so it's not just straightforward just pummeling you in the face which is apparently which is we're calling it an Indonesian film right um, the yeah, Raid it's filmed in, in, yeah, it's filmed filmed in, in Indonesia, Indonesia so yeah written predominantly Indonesians with, with Gareth as well but yeah all of the cast are Indonesian but with how but I would imagine it's still pretty visceral Oh yeah, like it's still other, very visceral, and it's the other very. In, the other Indonesian films I've seen are also very much of that ilk. Yeah, so exactly. So it's interesting to see how actually, um, the different parts of the world interpret it. Because even when you look at, say, you look at anime, where we've watched the Seagal films now, and we've watched Lethal Weapon, you know, they are a completely different animal and a different beast to say the Raid or like even like Singer. Yeah, you go, say, like with uh, the Seagal, the most martial arts heavy one didn't have too much martial arts in it. Yeah. But it did have a montage. Did have a montage. Of him punching a plank. Of course, of course, because that's... Seven years storm. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) There's your callback reference. Oh, dear. Yeah. Excellent. What's next on the agenda? Are we doing another actor, or are we taking a small detour into Europe? I think we need to to maximise our damage. Okay. We most definitely need to go into some van damage. Okay. And I think thereafter, I want to take you into some shit action films that are still quite good. Whoopee. In terms of, they have poor ratings, they are absolute drock. I think they're going to be quite entertaining. Does this mean that we get to watch Action Jackson, previously featured on the podcast that you did an episode about? You may very well get to watch Action Jackson. There's one that I haven't seen all the way through, but there are a couple key sections from it where you're like, what the fuck is this? This is brilliant. Okay, cool. No, I'm, I'm in for this. I'm in for this. And then, unfortunately for you, we need to take any, a detour to a very small part of Europe. Yeah, no, no, we don't. Y- yes, we do. We do. We need to. We need to go see our our friends in Italy. No, no, and we see don't. what they were doing in the eighties. Well, as closest as I'm prepared to get to that is making you watch the Rocky montages. <sighs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. On that note, we're going to wrap on up. As always, you can find um, stuff on Twitter. You search at anyone podcast, um, though it's now x.com, but not three X's because that's something different, just the one X. Elon clearly knows how to label things. You don't do on YouTube. I keep telling you to do YouTube, but you seem it's, to think we're getting demonetized because I swear, I swear too much. No, it's ca- it's coming. I've got clips. I've got streaming clips that I've streaming downloaded. Streaming clips from streaming. Yeah, that they're on my phone. I'll show you in a bit. Uh, well, I'd very be interested muchly in YouTubery. Yes, it's coming. Indeed, and I bet you've got an Instagram. No. Yeah. Okay, I'm just running through all the social media platforms. I know you don't have. Yeah. No, you're doing well. Yeah. Um. What was that? What was that other one? Um. Ew. No, obviously you can email us, which is the best way to reach us, which is at anyonepodcast.gmail.com. No. Occasionally there's stuff that happens no, on Twitter. That's not the email. Is it not? Why is it not that? Anyone for seconds at gmail.com. What did I say? You said anyonepodcast at gmail.com. That, that would have been a better one. <laughs> Shut up. Tell you what, you do the outro because I'm getting tired. Right. 
Thanks very much for listening. Have you seen The Raid? Isn't it fucking great? Have you seen Singer? Yeah. Singham, sorry. Singham. Singer. Singham. Singer is something different. It is. Anyway, get in contact with us. We're on Twitter slash X slash Elon Muskrat's fucking rocket ship website thing. It's at anyone podcast if we're still on there. Don't know at this point. Might come off. Might not. Don't know yet. You're Mastodon. I am on Mastodon. I have a personal Mastodon account, but um, a business one. I haven't got a podcast one. I am thinking about it slowly. Um, on Facebook as well. Search for us. You'll find us. When you sign into Mastodon, do you have to go? It's morphing time. Yes. Okay. Because when you post on Mastodon, they're called toots. Toot toot. But not like the Green Power Ranger no. with his no. flute. No. Okay. No, through the helmet. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, email anyone for seconds at gmail.com honestly it's the best place to get us right now there is a discord server coming slowly slowly catchy monkey we're getting there there's a twitch stream as well which is quite infrequent which is twitch.tv forward slash anyone podcast don't forget to leave us a like rate and review which honestly is just the bomb yo don't forget to leave us a like rate and review for your podcast platform of choice it helps us grow the podcast and we can do more shit um, clippy, clippy clip. Um, Should we leave him with um the the sing 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 him sing him sing him sing him sing him sing him I do have some more Indian films I would love to show you at another time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm frightened. Yeah, no, they're good. I'm frightened. Yeah, they're good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then.